0: Mr. Mulberry with Aviation with an Aviation special celebrating International Women's Day the entire month of March, and with me today is my good buddy Erica Carroll who is now with Mersive. Welcome, ma'am.
1: Thank you, Tim.
0: Uh, really quickly before we get started, and this is not on the notes. Uh, if you don't know anything about Erica and don't want you know anything, you, the one thing you have to know about Erica uh, and uh, and her crazy husband Joel uh, is that they are a Jeep thing or a Jeep family, or they do Jeep off-roading so
1: we are jeepers
0: yes is that what it's called jeepers
1: yeah jeepers i like
0: that okay very cool so if you're connected with either of them on social media you will see them mudding from time to time so
1: or or rock crawling
0: or rock lead
1: mud leads to rust so we try not to go mudding as they say but you know crawling or overlanding absolutely
0: i've seen your jeep (laughs) covered in mud more than (laughs) more than one post I will, <laughs> I will just point that out. All right. It
1: does happen. It, it
0: does happen. Uh, we say <laughs> that you're with most of uh, you, you were also uh, previously with at You also started um, your own, um, your own education uh, called lava. Um, yep. Talk for a second though, how, how you got involved in the industry. How did Erica Carroll find her way into AV?
1: Well, I sort of fell into it like everybody else. Um at the time, I've always been sort of entrepreneurial. So um, I actually had a virtual assistance and graphic design firm, and um, I reached out to Digital Projection um, for a, a role. I'm also Cuban, I speak Spanish, and they had an incentive trip coming up in Costa Rica a decade ago. Um, and they needed help planning all of that, and that sat well with my virtual assistance in graphic design. So I met with Mike Levy, And uh, I actually met with him a couple of times. Um, And reading through my resume, I spent a large time in high school and college at Best Buy, um, working all over the store as a a Geek Squad agent, personal shopping assistant, um, not just in a particular department, people would actually schedule time to shop with me so that I could go into multiple departments. And that was the thing that caught his eye. And he's like, oh, so you understand how things work together. So I'd like to offer you a position as an applications engineer, setting up systems, troubleshooting systems, learning how everything works together, and I accepted that that offer. So that's how I got in <laughs> to AB.
0: Interesting. See that that wow. that sounds like a, a kind of a roundabout way, though, as as a, as every other <laughs> AB story does as well. <laughs> um, Absolutely.
1: In a previous life, I was also a lighting and set designer um, for for an improv theater here in Atlanta um, at Dad's Garage, which is an amazing theater that offered me a lot of opportunities. So I've always had that interest in technology and um, I just landed on the manufacturing side earlier, instead of like going into rental and staging, which I assume a lot of other people might take that path instead.
0: Yeah, absolutely, rental and staging, you know, live events. Certainly, uh, but manufacturing as well. Um, yeah. Talk for a second then, because you're you coming at it from from that aspect of it. Um, as a woman in the industry and as a woman in the AV industry, and I've, I've used the term uh, the only, uh, and, and others have as well, uh, throughout these, these interviews. Um, and the only really being, uh, and, and I got it from a guy by the name of David Goggins who wrote a book um, called... Um, can't hurt me and you need to read it it's it's fantastic not just you erica but everybody should read it (laughs) um but the idea here is is that you are the only person of color you're the only woman uh in Mm -hmm. a situation and at the boardroom and you know in the class um talk for a second about some of the challenges that you faced as a woman in the ab industry and how you over how you've overcome them
1: sure so um Starting at DPI, I was in a pretty unique situation, diving straight into technical ideas and um, being that frontline support when people would call in. I, I had to do a lot of proving myself as the only girl in the department. Or when you you know call into the applications engineering department, you're expecting to talk to a particular type of person. And this is what you get instead. Um, having people say things like, can I talk to a guy in your department? And I would say, I mean, you can, he's going to say the exact same thing I'm saying. Sure. Why not? And everybody on in that team, I will say has been, I mean, they were amazing mentors and they were so supportive of me and, you know, sticking behind me, even if maybe something I was saying was incorrect, you know, giving that, positive feedback first and then saying you know maybe this is the only thing I would change but having to prove myself was like the biggest thing for me not just in the industry but as a girl as you know a Latina (laughs) in the industry Um, and I think hand in hand with that came imposter syndrome there's times where it's like you know what I'm always willing to learn and show up and be there but then you take a step back and it's like, do, do I actually deserve this? Do, you know, am I where I'm supposed to be? Do I actually fit at this table with these people? Um, and, you know, the, the biggest thing for me to overcome that is just getting that feedback where where people are, you know, giving you that positive reinforcement. And sometimes it's not direct. There was a time when, you know, I was on your show a few years ago and, Lainey was on here and she said you were the first female instructor that I ever had and it was great and that to me was like oh super validation you know (laughs) so those are just a, a a couple of things it's just overcoming mental hurdles I think more than more than anything else and having advocates um there was a a time where you know you're in these situations, you're setting up a show and there's like, everybody's exhausted and somebody goes, oh, well, you can sit in my lap. And it's like, uh, no, that's that's imp- inappropriate. <laughs> and having other people stand up for you and say, you know what, that's not okay. You can't just say things like that. Or um, I've been put in a position where somebody liked to like pet my hair. It was It was weird. Um, but it was in a group of other people. And my boss at the time said, you know what, you don't have to put up with that. And you're not putting up with that in front of me. So I I don't know, just having advocates to, to stand up for you. And I think it's just this shift that's happening in the industry of things that were appropriate in the past because it was so male dominated. And I take pride in being one of the guys, but at some point you have to say like, you yeah, that's funny, but hold on a second. Let's just think about what you're saying first.
0: Talk for a second, about about you know the the need to work harder, to be to be taken seriously, right? Um, and, and this is a, mm-hmm. again again a common uh, a common uh, story that I've heard for the last couple of months is you know the the need to prove yourself, the need to you know. Um, why do you think that is? And, and and when do you think we'll get beyond that?
1: Well, I think it happens because that's, that's just sort of this um, in, in, a, when you're in, when you're around so many men, there's this thought that the, the girl is usually going to say something like, Hey, can you do this for me? When in my own right, I need to be able to do for myself. And I don't want to have a dependency on men or feel like I'm um, being a a squeaky wheel or dragging down the team just because I'm a woman. So I I think that's always been something that I have faced um, personally. Again, I've always been one of the guys. So always being able to hold my own, especially in theater and technical theater um, when it comes to anything that's labor related or you know anything like that I don't want to be seen as as the weak link um, so I just think it's important to always sh- show up and be your best self so that people can trust you and feel like you're part of that team and I think that trust is a huge part of being in a team I don't know that I see it going away anytime soon I think that we still have a a a way to go, there's a long road ahead of us and we're already you know, going down that path with women's councils and um, showing this advocacy for women, not just in the industry, but in general in any male dominated field. I just think that the more we're aware of it, which is currently happening, the closer we'll get to feeling that equality where we actually belong on the same field. I don't know how
0: long that'll take. One of the um, questions that we, we kind of developed uh, with with some other um, friends was the idea that when you face a hurdle, uh, especially in in a professional setting, you have a, you have a choice whether that's a, whether it's racism or misogyny or, or gender bias Uh, you can choose to face it like, like you did, or you can choose to say, you know what, I'm, I'm out of here. I, I'm going to go a different direction. Why did you choose to face it?
1: I think I chose to face it more than anything because I fell in love with the industry. I fell in love with the people. And um, I really feel like AV as an industry is just an extended family. You know, we all meet at Infocom. Everybody's wearing different colored shirts than last year. <laughs> Um, but it's all, it's a big family reunion and the people are, are, are there. And when you meet the right people, you have those advocates and you have, you know, people that will stand up for you when you can't stand up for yourself. And the tech is cool. I'm, I'm like a gadgety person. So I don't know. I like technology and I love the people in the industry.
0: Very good. Last question for you, Ms. Carol, um, take a look. You you are You are younger than I am, so you have many years ahead of you before you retire. But when you do, look back, and what do you wanna see change?
1: Oh, that's a great question. So my immediate thought is I'd like to see more women in the industry, more of an equal ratio. But I think that's difficult to say that it would happen where we are currently because I think that starts way back in even like K-12, right? As girls are growing up, not just um, getting into computers or like STEM programs in that way. I'd like to see the industry evolve as as, um, something that becomes an option for young people to be a part of.
0: Mm -hmm. Very good. Erica yeah. Carroll from Mersive. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, how do people connect with you or Mersive if they are so inclined?
1: Absolutely. So you can go to Mersive.com or you can reach me directly at E. It's two R's, two L's at Mersive.com.
0: All right. Very good. Eric and Carol, thank you so much for your time. Uh, for us, for AV Nation. go by our website, TV. That's TV. You'll find interviews like this, as well as our two weekly programs. One's called AV Week. The other is Resi Week, looking at the commercial and residential side of the industry. All that and more at TV. That's TV.